and welcome to Not Your Grandma's Attic, the podcast where we discuss antique and bizarre media that we have unearthed. I'm your co-host, Kat. And I'm your co-host, Caleb. And today we will be discussing Love and Marriage by Bill Cosby, a book that I found at Goodwill for like 25 cents and um, is not my favorite book. (laughs) This was not fun. I was hoping this would be more amusing to read. But it was really more boring than anything. Would you say that it has not aged well? I would say that it hasn't aged well in a lot of ways. Even if Bill Cosby wasn't a rapist, and also if I liked Bill Cosby, just, I think, people's way of viewing marriage has kind of changed into not the whole, like, ha my spouse is annoying and I want to kill them. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Look how dysfunctional we are. Isn't that so funny? Ha ha. Wasn't that kind of the whole gist of the Cosby show? Like, Yeah, basically. But at the end of the day, they love each other. That's so wonderful. Even though they talk about how much they hate each other all day. Basically, there's a whole chapter just about how Bill Cosby and his wife don't communicate well. (laughs) So... But thankfully, this was a pretty short book. I think it's all, let's see, how many pages is it? It's not even 200 pages. It's 188. And the words, they are big. We're, we're talking like size, probably 14 font going on here on this hardback. So wow, I made it's it. a hardback book? Yeah, yeah. It's a hardback first edition. I didn't even take notes in this one because, you know, maybe I can sell it on eBay one day. Yeah, for like $100. Because it's going to be One like a day. limited edition. Uh, hey, man. First edition hardback. In the, it's in at least moderate condition. There's no tears on the cover or anything. So, yeah, no. This was um, a sacrifice for you all. For our zero listeners and for you, Caleb. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> all right. So, I'll read to you the inside cover. America's funniest family man and favorite father is delighted to bring you love and marriage together again for the first time. Wow, what a great joke. (laughs) In the same delightful vein as fatherhood and time flies, which as an aside, I actually bought fatherhood before we started this podcast, but it got lost in the move. And now I'm really glad it got lost in the move because I don't want to ever read another Bill Cosby book ever again. (laughs) It reminded me how much I didn't like his stand-up or the Cosby show as a kid. (laughs) And I never want to read another one ever again. Also, another aside, this was $17 when it was printed in 1989. Wow. Isn't that pretty expensive for that long ago? That was, what, 30 years ago? Well, no, 40 years ago. It seems... 30 years ago. I don't know anything about that. I wasn't alive back then. But, I mean, Sure. I say it's expensive. <laughs> it seems expensive. It'd be expensive now to me. Okay. Bill Cosby brings his disarming wit to bear on a subject of universal appeal and universal mystery. Remember your first kiss, your first crush, your first date, your first fumbled kiss of a crush on a date, from sweaty palms to the senior prom, from saying I do to claiming she did, love and marriage is a whimsical tour through the once frightening and exhilarating world of romance. Um, yeah, that's that's all. Um, 
that's all I'm going to read from the inside cover. The rest is basically just saying that again, because I think they <laughs> needed to fill up room. <laughs> so you got to fill up your publisher's word requirement. So, uh, Caleb and I worked together on this one because he researched all of, um, a bunch of stuff about the Bill Cosby, you know, allegations. And then uh, I got to read this wonderful book that I hate. Yeah. All right. But she was... <laughs> let's see. I mean, I've never been married for 50 years, so maybe I just don't understand. That's also possible. I also don't have, what, like five kids? Is that how many kids he has? Five? Probably. That's like Seems how many right. he had in the Cosby show, I think. So... <laughs> Did he have his own kids acting in the Cosby show, or did they bring in actor kids so. to pretend to be his kids? Wasn't that his actual wife, though? I think so. Yeah. So they were know. real, but it, it, they were like, your kids aren't good enough to be on TV. Here, we've got these fake kids for you. Okay, child actors are an abomination already. <laughs> Random children is even worse. <laughs> so... All right, so, you know, let's just get into it. We have a lot of ground to cover. I don't have a whole lot of quotes for this one because it was more just boring, but I have a few saved here. So we'll go into the worst part for me was definitely reading about Bill's, Bill Cosby's first pseudo-sexual encounter at 13. So maybe I'll read oh, that no. to you in all of its glory. <laughs> Which also, he was born in 1939. Didn't realize that. He's old as fuck. Old as fuck. All right, so there's an introduction by a psychiatrist. I'm not going to read that because I don't care. And then we move on to the, the preface named uh, or titled Jane Russell was no PG-13. Oh, wait, sorry. My first note is Bill Cosby was born in 1937. Holy shit. <laughs> so it wasn't 39. It was 37. Um, so Jane Russell was an actress Bill Cosby first felt sexually attracted to. Okay, spends all of the preface saying that the world is overly sexualized in different ways. And then I wrote out a quote. I'm not going to try. I, I did try to watch some, some Bill Cosby stand up so I could try and talk like him. But I got a headache, so I'm not going to. <laughs> you can try if you want to, though. Okay, I, I listened to Bill Cosby stand up when I was a younger boy, and I thought it was really funny. But... I think that's a very good indication of why it's not good. If I thought it was funny when I was younger, so okay, okay. So, of all of the different like sitcoms on TV, which one did you wish was your family? Well, we didn't watch sitcoms because my family didn't have cable, <laughs> but so none of them. Um, but I only watched Bill Cosby stand, or I seen some clips of Bill Cosby stand up, oh, and okay. I'm just just saying. If you're if a sheltered Christian homeschooler finds your comedy funny, it's it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say that you can like tell a lot about a person by which perfect family from like a bad sitcom you wanted to be from. Mine was Full House. I cannot stand watching Full House now. It annoys the living shit out of me, but back then the only sitcoms i watched was when i was able to go to my grandma's house and watch all those disney channel sitcoms oh that's true i never liked disney channel so i was a nick kid nickelodeon and cartoon network anyway this isn't this isn't getting into <laughs> why bill cosby says the world is overly sexualized so here's the quote. I'm In sure my 20 <laughs> the man who has been sexually accused by 60 different women 
um, I'm sure that he has very strong opinions about how sexual the world is nowadays. Good for him. And also, you have to remember this is from the, from the '80s, like almost the '90s. So you know, uh, he hadn't <laughs> he, even... he hadn't done all sixty yet. No, not quite yet. Let's see. There was actually a really funny. Is it in here? There's a really funny review about. Um, I think it was in Goodreads about how um, how the world is overly sexualized and how this book is amazing. <laughs> so, let's see. Anyway, in my 20s, I gallantly paid the check for every woman I took to dinner. How many light years that was from the average dinner date in 1989, where the woman was not only liable to pick up the check... But afterwards has to look behind her con wait <laughs> but but after has to look behind her condoms for the credit card. I messed that up. I bet Bill Cosby would have delivered that line a lot better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, basically that's the whole the whole preface. The whole preface. Preface. I'll never Google it to find out the correct way to say it. I'll just always say it wrong. Who so cares is what I say. And so we get into part one, love. Chapter one, prescription from Dr. Kinsey. So my notes are, Bill Cosby talks about how he hated girls and wanted to knock them over in various ways. <laughs> um, and then in one, and a quote is, in my relations with girls at the age of eight, I never broke hearts. I merely tore skin. He like describes multiple ways how he would like, hit them with balls and just knock them over it's very cruel well so <laughs> now instead of knocking them over when he became an adult he started knocking them up <laughs> oh i hate my life okay. <laughs> uh, my second note is fantasizes about killing people to defend his mother and um discusses prepubescent um What's it called when you sleep, but you also come? Nocturnal um, emission. Yeah. So I'm just going to skip right over chapter one. <laughs> when you sleep, but also you come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. Um, chapter two, as the bottle spins. Oh, no. Bill Cosby. <laughs> Bill Cosby discusses spin the bottle and seven minutes in heaven. He goes on a date with a girl, and then my third note is this chapter is boring. <laughs> How is a chapter know. about Bill Cosby playing spin the bottle and having sex boring? He didn't have sex. He went on a date with a girl. I thought that's what seven minutes in heaven meant. Seven minutes in heaven is, as far as I know, when you're he because he's only like eleven at this part of the book. So mm -hmm. like, it's you're like all hanging out and then. One, two of you go in a closet to make out, I think. It's supposed to be like the version that I've always heard of. I didn't know you uh, were supposed to have sex in seven minutes. Maybe that's like the adult version. Uh, I don't know. I, I was never... I probably to, am wrong because I was. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that's I what just... I always assumed games. that it what it was. Maybe the, it had a different meaning in the 40s than it does now. I don't know. Maybe I was born in the 30s as well. All right. Chapter three is pretty wild. This is, um, did you get any? So Bill Cosby's friend, Pee Wee, 
Um, Peer pressures him to have sex, but Bill Cosby decides he wants to wait for marriage because he wants her to be a virgin. And then he goes over to a girl's house and she pulls up her dress and they make out before he makes an excuse and leaves. And then he tells his friend he had sex. And then he refers, also they refer to sex as Jones, but they spell it out each time. So it's J-O-N-E-S. And I don't know why. And then my last note is, this is at 13. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, maybe I can find a good quote. This is pretty, this is the chapter I knew I was really in for it. Let's see. Um, do, 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 do. So let's see. So this girl's like, come over. My mom's not home. And then he says, let's see. Um, oh yeah. So I forgot to mention in here, he goes to a newsstand and he buys a magazine trying to figure out how to have sex. Um, I approached Rose Mary's house with just a hunch about the nature of J O N E S. I had decided it was probably something to do with sex. And I also decided that I didn't want any. The sage who had written Jones is good, wise and poetic as he may have been had nevertheless missed two points. Rosemary might get pregnant and I might get killed by her father or Rosemary might not get pregnant and I might get killed by her father. Warmed by these thoughts, I rang her doorbell. Hello, William, she said. Hello, Rosemary. And now my heart began to pound, for I really loved this girl and thought of her as considerably more than just a package of J-O-N-E-S. Nervously, I went inside. She closed the door. I didn't move too far from it. And then she did the loveliest thing. She pulled up her dress. There it was in all of its glandular grandeur. Had I ever seen one of those things before, I probably would have seized this moment to run right out the door. But this was a new sight for me and deeply fascinating one like Grant's tomb or the Grand Canyon. So that's it, I thought, as she held up her dress. There it is. One way to get pregnant just has to be playing around with that. Are you disgusted yet? Fairly. <laughs> um, How, he's like 15 when this happens? No, he's 13. Ugh. Yeah. And certainly, I moved toward her, trying to follow my heart and not my hormones. And then I pulled down her dress to show that I came in peace, and we merely rubbed against each other for a while. Oh, nuts, I suddenly said, backing away from her a bit. You gotta excuse me, Rosemary. What do you mean? You didn't do nothing wrong. You didn't do nothing right either. We're just starting. No, I mean, I gotta leave. Why? I just remembered I gotta help my mother wash the floors. (laughs) So what you're saying is you don't want to do it. Sure, I want to do it, but on a day when I don't have the floors just let me check with my mother and see when i'm free to do it um yeah and then he says that sex is his hobby i'm sorry jones is his hobby i really don't understand where the jones thing came from it's probably explains is it like an acronym because that sounds like an acronym maybe let's go back to the first part of this chapter and see let's see let's see one afternoon, while I was tossing a ball with my friend Pee Wee, he said, "You're gonna, you're going with Rosemary, huh?" "Yeah," I replied with pride. "Well, did you get any yet? Any what? You know, man. No, man. What? J O N E S. No, I don't do that kind of thing. You mean to tell me if a chick offers you some J O N E S, you ain't gonna take some? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm really confused. Anyway, we move on to chapter four. <laughs> All right. 
I don't like this book, Caleb. <laughs> Why did I do this to us? And so, on to chapter four. Somebody mop that chapel. And my only note is Bill learns to dance. Because that's all he does in this chapter is dance with random... Or not random, but different girls. He's going through various girls at this point. All of which are the love of his life. Oh, I feel like that's a, uh, a sign of um, later things that happen. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Chapter five. In training for vagrancy, Bill falls in love with his teacher and also a girl on the bus. And then he laments about zits. And then he stands by a drugstore and he wants a girlfriend. He is now 15 to 16. Chapter six. A fling on the rack. Let's see. And I wrote here, we are now halfway through this mind-numbingly boring book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He steals a pen from his mom to give to a girl. And then she breaks up with him and he asks for the pen back. And she says she doesn't know where it is. And so then he goes to her house and asks her mom for the pen back. And then her mom gives it to her. And then he goes to a dance with another girl just to piss off the first girl. And then he's at the punch bowl trying to like act all superior. And then she tells him to fuck off basically and grow up. And then he tries to impress a girl with sports, but it doesn't work because she doesn't understand sports. Those darn women. Women are dumb. Don't understand sports. Um, And then chapter seven. Just Baby and Me and Coltrane makes three. Um, Bill Cosby dates a girl who is a music snob and doesn't understand Coltrane. And then, chapter eight. (laughs) 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 Chapter eight, Salvation Called Camille. So that's his wife. But she's not his wife at this point. Bill Cosby drops out of school to become a comedian. The classic. I think he was, he was originally studying to be, like, a high school PE teacher. He wants to touch her knee at a movie theater, but falls asleep instead. As you do. And then he asks her to marry him. I do not know how long they dated. Guess now's the time to do my fucking research. Okay, are you ready? How long did Bill Cosby date Camille? It just says how long they've been married. Uh, this doesn't give me any interesting information. I just want to know how long they dated. Because in the book, it was like half a chapter. <laughs> and the chapters are very short. Anyway, so that's the first half of the book. That is the love part of the book. I hope you've enjoyed my All summary right. of it. <laughs> very good. Glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, so okay. And we're at 20 minutes. And that was that's including the several minutes when your internet went out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so part two is marriage. Chapter nine, what did you say the closet is for? And this is all just about how he leaves his shoes in the living room and it makes his wife mad. Uh, and then he also, yeah, and how he has to sneak out of uh, out of bed at night to watch TV or play basketball because otherwise his wife gets mad at him. Well, that's a sign of a healthy relationship. Yeah, obviously. Also, I thought the joke about being a plot, plot the closet thing was going to be a gay joke, but was not. No, they didn't have homosexuals back then. All right. Your beloved foe. Bill Cosby and his wife argue over stupid things. 
and then I have a page number here, chap page 125. Let me pull this up. I'm going to quote here. This kind of heartfelt give and take is what matrimonial sages say will bring you two closer together. It often does. Often the combat leads to a peace conference that is sexually delicious. Ugh. That... <laughs> that's hor that's a horrible pairing of words <laughs> however you have to fight fairly keep your obscenities polite and remember how precious you are to each other even though you both are thinking that's it there's no way I can continue living with this person I want to live with something better like a gerbil <laughs> okay in the fighting if the fighting is to lead to the climax of a passionate embrace, then the man must be careful never to say the five words that launched the women's movement. Are you expecting your period? <laughs> I think that's the whole reason that I included this, just for that line. <laughs> These are the last five words that Samson said to Delilah. They are the words that were spoken one day to a young Fall River lady named Lizzie Borden. You know, Lizzie Borden murdered her family with an axe. <laughs> don't know if this is an apt comparison i guess it is supposed to be comedy though um they are the words that have moved luggage from closets to front doors all over the world okay the question is a very tempting weapon for the american fighting man because women are prone to irrationality just before menstruation men on the other hand have a nice evenness in their irrationality they can be just as crazy as easter as they are on veterans day i don't know what that means <laughs> Um, <laughs> I really don't know what that means. Um, maybe it meant something earlier in the world, like before I was born, that meant something. I don't know. I don't know. I really have always disliked the whole, like, men are really dumb and women are nags thing. Yeah. It's always irritated me. So this doesn't really do anything for me. Also, there are a lot of comments, so I pull. I have Goodreads and Amazon reviews pulled up. Oh, very good. So many of these are just women saying, I hate when my husband leaves his shoes in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> How many people do you think have gotten divorced because the husband leaves his shoes in the living room? Not Bill Cosby and his wife, and he's in prison, so. <laughs> yeah, they're still married, which is crazy to me. Can you imagine if, him. if your husband got accused of sexual assault by 60 different women and being like, I'm okay being married to this person still? I mean, I mean, I don't know their relationship, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what to tell you, man. That's like way over my head. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. Um, continuing chapter 10, Bill Cosby and his wife argue about driving. And then they argue about whether or not he is hot or cold because his wife is trying to tell them that he is cold when he is not cold. And they have a really stupid argument about it. Um, chapter 11, to love, honor, drive up a wall. And I have another quote here on page 40. At once, I take out my wallet and check my age to see if I've already gone past kindergarten. For some reason that neither Margaret Mead nor Oprah Winfrey has ever discovered, a wife often treats her husband as if he were one of her pupils in a kindergarten class. She doesn't make him lie down on a blanket or at noon or pin a paper flower to his shirt with his name, but she does often presume that he hasn't yet mastered the art of thinking for himself. That's not a very nice way to treat your husband. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this is giving me flashbacks to uh, Thou Shalt Laugh. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> 
Oh man. <laughs> um, let's see. So that was that one, and then she gets mad at him because he scratches his head. But like ten years into their marriage, she gets mad about it, and that was supposed to teach I me guess something. That's when you get to the point with a relationship with somebody where every single thing they do annoys you, and that's when you need to call it quits. If you can't find one thing you you like in somebody to the point where them scratching their head annoys the shit out of you, you need to find someone else. (laughs) Hey man, I'm not here to give marriage advice, but also you might not be well suited together. Okay, so Camille and I do have many things in common besides our both being afraid of the children but our maddening traits are also there and have made me wonder from time to time if i should keep coming to bed to coming to a bed that can become a launching pad for two people in a marriage to live together day after day is unquestionably the one miracle that the vatican has overlooked turning water into wine was routine compared to me staying with a woman who noisily sucks air through her teeth whenever she thinks that i'm in the mood to go insane this sound, which can drive me up a wall past the pictures, was not invented by Camille. It is a major female weapon that should have been banned by the Geneva Convention. Excuse me, hmm. what? <laughs> maybe it's funnier if it's said in a more funny way and not in my really tired monotone. I mean, maybe, but he seemed to imply that all women make this sound, and I've never heard a girl make that sound before me it's because i've never slept with a girl (laughs) (laughs) women only suck air through their teeth when you're having sex with them caleb 2020 (laughs) i meant specifically sleeping in the same bed as one but sure we can go that route too okay i'm sorry i didn't realize you had some innocent intentions in this book about love and marriage wow all right um and then wives never apologize. Those are all of my notes from chapter 11. Mm. All right. As soon as you get married to Sam, do you plan on never apologizing to him again? Mm, I think <laughs> since Bill Cosby said so, <laughs> that is the rule. I feel like that would be a strange move for you specifically. <laughs> it really would be considering how I apologize every 20 seconds. <laughs> all right. We're down to the last four chapters. So I hope you have a lot to fill up the rest of this episode with. <laughs> mm. Well, are are we going to find good fun talking about Bill Cosby's rape allegations? Sure. This is just as just like Bill Cosby's bed. This is just a launch pad to another conversation. All right. Well, we'll just power through this then. Um, chapter 12. Till talk do you part. Women think men are not in tune with their feelings. Men hate being asked, how was your day? Bill Cosby and his wife can't communicate. Bill Cosby doesn't want to go on a vacation with his wife. And then chapter 13, La la Différence. I don't know how to speak French. I think we've already established this. Men and women are intrinsically different. Bill Cosby threatens to kill his daughter's boyfriend. Uh, Chapter 14, I didn't even write the chapter title. I just wrote boring (laughs) next to it. So I guess I didn't get much from that chapter. And then uh, chapter 15, The Promised Land. And it's just about how Bill Cosby's parents don't fight because they've been married 50 years. And that's it. That's the whole book. Hope you enjoyed my summary. This has been Not Your Grandma's Attic. (laughs) (laughs) Don't read this book. I don't like it. It's very boring. 
Well, I mean, this this may very well be a fairly short episode, but I do, I guess, have some things to talk about with our boy Mr. Cosby and his allegations. So Sounds um, fun. I actually don't know a whole lot of details about this, um, so I'm ready. Uh, the main, like, woman behind all this was a woman named Andrea Constad. And let me... Constand? That's how you say it. Hang on. Let me see if I can... Where did my Wikipedia page go? I had a Wikipedia page open. Hang on. Welcome to my live. Uh, <laughs> I had that tab open. Oh no, I have 11 other tabs open. <laughs> Don't relate to any of this. Thank you. All right. Now I'm going to scroll on this Wikipedia page, even though I had it already, to find where her thing was again. Andrea Constand. While you search, I'll read this this Goodreads review from Lucy, Lusa from March 23rd, 2010. Three stars. Hilarious, dot, dot, dot. Although quite a bit racy. I don't know what Bill... I didn't know that Bill had such a twisted sense of humor. He was a riot, though. I can't recommend it to anyone because he really did have no filters, but it is really cute. I thought it was going to be like a self-help book with marital advice, but it wasn't really down that venue. I don't know. The venue isn't the right word, but that's okay. This is just a Goodreads review. Okay. Um, before we get into Andrea, I do have to say that uh, there is this part right here. that says, of the million allegations against Cosby, the earliest date claimed was December 1965 by Christina Ruhili, uh, who accused Cosby of drugging and assaulting her in his Beverly Hills home during that time. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Ruhili uh, alleged that at the time she had told her boyfriend about the incident, incident and also claimed that she later told her daughter about the alleged encounter in the 1980s. However, she did not speak out about it in public until 2005 when the first case uh, led by Andrea Constead came through. So. Oh my. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, here's the big one. Like, this is the lady whose case was the one that actually brought him to justice and most of the other people that came forward came forward in regards to her case uh so she said cosby invited constant to his house to discuss career goals after meeting her at temple university he provided her with pills to relax her anxiety which he claimed were benadryl afterwards he fondled her and digitally penetrated her I guess mm, that means with his like fingers, that. yeah. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you for I'll, clarifying. Well, I was trying to figure that out myself. I'm sorry, I'm stupid. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you're not stupid. I just... Ugh, okay. Um, according to his own sworn testimony, though, he claims it was consensual. Constant alleged sexual abuse to the local police who decided not to who decided not to file co- charges against Cosby. Constant then filed a civil lawsuit where 13... Other women came forward to allege a similar abuse. The case was settled out of court for an undisclosed amount. On December 30th, 2015, shortly before the expiry of the statute of limitations um, of the, uh, for the previous event, Cosby was charged with sexual assault based on the 2005 allegations by Constant. A reversal of the 2005 decision to not lay a charge. Documents from the case were sealed until the summer of 2015, and the charge was based on new evidence, according to current district attorney from Montgomery County. So. Uh, That's not fun. Yeah. She first came forward, like, so the first part of it was, like, in 2005, and then it finished out in 2015. And actually, if I read correctly, um, the first time that it, it was going to be brought about was, like, in 2012, and the case kind of fell through. Um, 
but then it was brought back again in 2015. And that's when most of all of these allegations came forward was in 2015. But this lady, Andrea Constant, was the only one that was allowed to actually, like, um, come forward and give testimony because hers was one of the only few that had didn't have a um what's the word statute of limitations yeah yeah statute of limitations but you know that was just at his first trial though wasn't it um well that was the the, that was the second one because the first trial was the one that fell through oh okay see i thought i read somewhere that like um the judge allowed some of the um other people to give testimony some of the other there was a couple that were allowed to but not very many yeah it was like to establish like a repeated behavior from him over a long period of time but um he's going to be sentenced or he has been sentenced to three to ten years in prison how long has he been in prison now Hasn't it been since 2018? Yeah. Oh my god, I drank the wrong. I just drank the wrong Lacroix. Oh no, that one's flat. <laughs> <What>? Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Just slightly <laughs> flavored water. <laughs> uh, oh, that's How dangerous. Long dangerous. Has Bill Cosby? Well, been aren't they trying to? Jail? Aren't they trying? Isn't there something else going on with it right now? I don't know. Let's see, Bill Cosby news today let's see we have bill cosby's wife says me too movement is rooted in racism um granted oh he was granted an appeal so he was convicted in 2018 so he's only been there for two years but yeah it looks like in june he was granted an appeal i wonder why Hmm. he also said he won't show remorse of course he doesn't He's an asshole. I'll never understand why people... Well, actually, I mean, I do understand. Like, people look to celebrities to be, like, these great, like, moral beings. Or just look, just try to look up to them. It's like my mom, like, didn't believe when Bill Cosby was, like, accused of all these things. And it's like, you don't know him. Like, (laughs) you don't really know anybody. Yeah. It's like... It's like they hold them up to this high standard and when something bad comes out about them, they're like, I can't deal with this because this person is like my hero. It's like, you know, Stan Twitter. I don't get it. But and like if anything, if anybody ever gets canceled, you know, you'll get their hordes of fans who are who will defend them to the death. And I'm like, why? That person doesn't need you. They don't even know your name. Why are you out here, like, you know, trying to defend this person so much? But, I mean, in, I mean, his whole thing was that he was, like, this type of family man, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what he made everyone act like he was. Or not act. God, I can't talk. That's what he made. That, that was his persona, you know, which not, I guess, a lot of comedians have. I don't know. So... But obviously that wasn't true, and people are, you know. Here's a nice, let's see. Spokesman Andrew Wyatt said Cosby was extremely thankful the court would hear the case. He said the decision comes as demonstrators across the nation protest the death of black people at the hands of police and expose the corruption that lies within the criminal justice system. Oh, man, as we've is all he stated, using that to get out of jail? That's disgusting. 
His spokesman is, as we have all stated, the false conviction of Bill Cosby was so much bigger than him. It's about the destruction of all black people and people of color in America. That's so gross. Yeah, I'm not even going to comment on that one. That's just a lot. I mean, there's like just, uh, I don't even know. I'm not here for it. Uh, Bill Cosby, convicted rapist, says he's a political prisoner like Gandhi, Mandela, and MLK. Gross. Oh, you know what we can do? We can, like, put out this episode in the same week as another episode and call it, like, a mini-episode or something. This is true. We could do that. We are a little bit ahead. I need to release an episode soon. Maybe we can do little mini-sodes sometimes. We'll put them on our Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> This is going to be our first Patreon episode. (laughs) This is our first Patreon episode. We've only put out 10 episodes, but... (laughs) Hey, there's no limit on the amount you can put out before you have a Patreon. This is true. Not that anybody would ever pay for it, but... Well then, for our 45-minute episode, I'll leave you with this amazing review. Five stars, 2017. I thought it was great. Caveat, just so you know my backstory, I've been in a coma for the past five years and just recently awoke. My (laughs) wife of 15 years stuck by me throughout the ordeal. So what better way to repay her commitment than by being the best husband I can be? I wanted the opinion of the ultimate family man, someone whose reputation is beyond questioning and whose honor is undeniable. The opinion of a man respected throughout the land. The opinion of a man who has never had any public blunders or mix-ups. That's when I thought, aha, Bill Cosby. I rushed to Amazon and purchased this copy. It is a great read. A little rapey shirt, but definitely worth your seven bucks. <laughs> that's and a, it has one. <laughs> that's a great review. And then there is one comment on that, and it says, L-M-B-A-O, laughing my butt ass off i don't know what that means <laughs> you are you are hilarious i can't stop laughing <laughs> lambo oh, just got me. lambo ow scout just scratched the shit out of my hand what'd you do that for you little demon she's just a little bb she doesn't know any better caleb yes she does Anyway, I guess we should end the episode. (laughs) Yeah, we have lots of editing to do this time around. Well, folks, you can follow us at our Twitter at not underscore addictpod. You can follow me at spiffer with four Fs. And you can follow me, Kat, at at tofuwaifu96.twitter.com. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. At tofuwaifu96.twitter at gmail.com. Hey, do you want to send us an email? You can email <laughs> us too. You can send us an email at notyourgrandmasattictpodcast at gmail.com. We're also on like every podcast platform now. And when you Google us, we actually show up. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's basically it. Don't read this book, and, please. And maybe... Don't- Maybe we'll have a Facebook one day. No. <laughs> Never. <laughs> we're gonna be a Twitter based podcast. Purely Twitter. If we're okay, you're gonna run the Facebook. I'm never touching it. I don't even touch my own Facebook. I 
created my Facebook account seven years ago, and I haven't touched it since. So <laughs> I'll find you. Everyone, find Caleb on Facebook and follow him. Oh wait, no, you'll follow <laughs> friend Caleb on Facebook. Good luck. Yeah, good luck finding it. Send us Maybe an email I'll... if you find me. <laughs> if, you, if you if you find me on Facebook, send me an email before you dox me. <laughs> okay, I'm stopping now. <laughs>